The following podcast has been recorded live for your audio pleasure. It is rated M for Mexican. Well, hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Bexy Mind Matters, the last official episode of the month of August 2020. You've made it to the next level. Now you are entering the fall. Ha 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 ha. The man with the plan, if he can't do it, no one else can. Mexican is with you once again. And we're going to focus today's episode on it, it kind of seems like they all everything ties together the audacity and this is audacity of today's society young people old people black people brown people white people doesn't matter who you are but this is again what i've said before i'm tired of people being phony and i'm tired of people only caring about certain tragedies and certain types of people when it's convenient for them. I have been in the personal injury business for the last eh, let's last half a decade. And as I've said before, everybody to some degree is racist. When somebody who just got nominated the VP nominee for the Democrats, Kamala Harris, who is half Indian, half black, is trying to tell me that, oh, what Joe Biden said before is not racist, when months ago she was saying it was racist. No, you can't have it both ways. You can't be a racist then and no longer a racist now. Was the comment, if you don't vote for me, you ain't black? Racist. Yes. Okay. So he was racist then. What? What is What is there to say? What proof do I have that he's not going to say nonsense like that or think things like that in the future? I don't have any. Everybody's racist on the beam. Yourself, myself included. Yourself included, myself included. NBA player. Black guy. Who literally told white dude, hey, you're being a fucking white boy. Now, to me, that's not really a racist term. But everybody nowadays is all up in arms. Oh, my God. America's so PG nowadays. You can't offend anybody. Pretty sure the player was even offended. Because he's not. His mindset is not programmed to be demeaned. But hey, you apologize, you make, make up, kiss and make up, I don't care. But the thing is, you can't have it both ways. Charles Barkley said it on the inside the NBA when it happened. You can't have it both ways. You can't be, oh my God, it's a tragedy that Blake got shot during a protest up in Wisconsin. But then you got black people insulting white people. You can't have it both ways. Nobody was protesting that because we don't care. 
oh, when there's a hidden agenda, then everybody cares. So that's why I'm voting Republican. Because the Republicans are basically telling you, oh, yeah, we'll do what's best for the economy. It only affects maybe the top 1%. So they're being liars and phony in that sense. But the Democrats are just lying and phonying. But they're just trying to tell everyone that that's just the way it is. We, you know, we are, we're all in this together. Oh, we need to break the shackles of slavery. Oh, we need to break systemic racism. They are part of the problem. And while they're equally as lying and phony as the Republicans, I'm going to vote for whoever I want to vote for, whoever gives me the best option. And right now, my family is closer to the 1% than it is the rest of them. Yeah. So that's how I'm going to vote. And that's what drives me nuts about everyone else. It's because you all think the situation is different, but it's not. And that's why I'm going to focus today's podcast on because I'm going to give you examples. Now, my wife always criticizes when I say things like these because to her, I'm just globalizing. I'm just prejudging. But when I am right 90% of the time and my judgment is, again, 90% of the time correct, it is based off experience and what I've lived through and what I've noticed. So let me give you, as I've mentioned before, let me give you a few more examples. But what I'm basically getting at is every job I've had since I've been able to work at age 18, so that's going on almost two decades, every job I've had, the black people are buddy-buddy with the other black co-workers, regardless of how good or useless these co-workers are. And that's a 100% rate in my experience. So when I say I am prejudging that, yeah, it's based off experience. Now, I am also telling people, again, I make this argument all the time. If you go and pull every employer that has African-American workers, guaranteed it's the same way. The majority, meaning more than 50%. In my personal injury business that I've been discussing, every client who, well, actually, I wouldn't say every client. It's more the majority of the clients who think they're entitled to more are always the African-American clients. The majority, which means more than 50%. Today alone. Three, three cases, back to back to back, African-American clients who are literally telling me they want more money and each one has issues with their case. First case, this bitch, I've been trying to get her to accept the top offer for a month 
Because that's not going to change. Why isn't it going to change? Oh, because this dumb bitch got hurt in an accident. Got T-boned. Okay. Back sprain was her diagnosis. Soft tissue. Nothing broken. Oh, my God. It's going to heal with a few, a few visits to the chiropractor. Goes to the chiropractor. Three weeks into her treatment, gets into another accident. Now, instead of telling her attorney, us, that she was in a second accident, she goes ahead and says, you know what? Oh, my God. I'm going to call the insurance and set up a claim. So she calls the other at full insurance for the second accident. Totally different insurance company. Our accident was all state. She calls Geico. Sets up a bodily injury claim with this new accident. Then it turns out they're telling her she's at fault. Oh, well now she goes ahead. Instead of telling the attorney, she hires a different attorney to represent her for this second accident. Doesn't tell anyone. Proceeds to go to treatment until April. She finished with the chiropractor. She went to a different chiropractor, went to her primary care, and then went to physical therapy. Now, that treatment already for a sprain is ridiculous. You can't go twice to to chiropractor therapy and then once to physical therapy for the same accident. Here we have two accidents. I remind everybody, this bitch is black. So... Then she tries to file for FMLA through her work because she's missing time from work because of this back sprain. They deny her because guess what? She's not her. Yeah, I read all the FMLA paperwork that she tried to pass. This bitch is 24. So when I find out during negotiations, you know, this summer that she was in two accidents. Oh, how did I find out? Because Allstate, you know, adjusters, everything's everywhere. I like how people think that in an age of social media, nobody's going to know anything. Oh, yeah. The moment she filed that BI claim with Geico, every adjuster in the country who has access to the same system has access to all her BI claims. So Allstate's adjuster tells me about it, and I'm like, what? I call the client out on her bullshit. And I'm like, is this true? Yeah, yeah. Well, but I wasn't really hurt. No. They wouldn't file a BI claim if you didn't open a BI claim. So you opened your mouth, got a BI claim open with two different insurances. Guess what? In an at-fault state, the first insurance is not going to pay for anything after you were in a second accident where you basically had the same diagnosis. What about my lost wages? What about my therapy? Oh, they consider your lost wages for the one month that you actually had treatment related to the first accident. It is your other attorney's job to compensate you for your second accident because guess what? We don't represent tortfeasors. Because if they're saying you're at fault, there's no police report. It was in the parking lot of a Kroger and it's he said, she said, yeah, we don't want this fucking case. I'm going to show you that right now. Now, oh no, the bitch, oh, let me think about it. Let me think about it. I kept calling her every week, and every time she'd answer the phone, oh, I haven't really thought about it. 
I'll think about it let you know. Till finally today, I had enough. I said, look, what's the issue? This, this is not going to change. Well, hold on. Let me call you right back. This bitch had to explain the situation to her mama because her mama knows more about things because she has no idea what she's doing. Oh, you have no idea what you're doing, but yet you filed two BI claims and you can't drive because you're getting two wrecks in the span of a three-week process. Okay, what's your mama's phone number? I call her mama. Her mama tries to give me attitude about how she deserves more money. I'm like, the issue at hand is that she filed two separate BI claims. Had she only said, oh, my car got hit, I wasn't really hurt, then we'd be in... A way better scenario. But the fact that you literally filed two BI claims like a fucking moron is why Allstate is not paying on the second one. Okay. All right. Oh, I get it now. Okay. Great. Thank you. Oh, but what does this bitch do? Instead of fucking telling her daughter, oh, yeah, let's just take the top offer. While I'm waiting to call the daughter back, oh, mom calls her first. And when I finally get a hold of the daughter, what does the daughter say? Oh, the daughter's like, oh, fuck this. Fuck you. I deserve more money. My pain and suffering, blah, 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 blah. And gives me the whole spiel of literally what I have been telling her we can't do with her case because she has two fucking accidents. My mom said we should take it to court. I'm not saying don't take it to court. You're taking the wrong case to court. Because regardless of how long the judge takes to rule, the fact that you have two BI claims, he's not going to award anything on the other BI claim because you, like an idiot, decided to file two separate claims. Oh, okay, well, let me think about it and let me call you back. Guess what? The bitch called back. She finally took the top offer. We're not going back. We're not changing our mind. This is a top offer. Take it or leave it. Yes. Boom. Case settled. Separate case. Other bitch. Oh, guess what? She's black and so is her baby. Oh, she decides. And this one literally Again, the rudeness of the people that are entitled in today's society. And this is why people think the way they are. And this is why people get shot regardless of if you're black, white, African-American, Hispanic, Latino, Asian-American. I don't care who you are. My stance is the same. When I see somebody who accidentally got shot by an officer, now mind you, I already know the officers are morons because they're probably military people who got sent home and have nothing better to do but to become officers. Well, guess what? I'm aware they're not the brightest bulbs in the fucking lighthouse. Every time I've had an issue with an officer, I have complied and guess what? I don't get shot and I'm fucking Mexican. So when I see somebody who something happened, somebody got shot, like Blake got shot during a protest. Oh, my first go-to is, did they comply? Because my answer to that is always the same. If you comply, 
Nothing happens. Oh, an officer is trying to be racist. He asks you for your address. There's my address. Here's my proof of residency. Here's my proof of this. Here's my proof of that. What else do you need? Yep. Mm-hmm. I live here. No, I'm not disturbing the peace. I'm good. Please come to the station. Fine. You want to take him to the station? Let's go to the station. I can assure you I'll be turning on my recorder, recording the whole thing. As long as you comply, nobody gets shot. Every situation I've heard of, even the Breonna Taylor one, why was her name on a fucking warrant? Your name doesn't just magically appear on a fucking warrant. Oh, they suspected that she had activity with a known drug dealer. Oh, I like how nobody likes to mention that part. She's a good citizen. She's an EMS. Oh my God, she saved so many lives. Yet... Somebody, I'm not saying who, because I don't know, really know who tipped the officers to this known fact. She supposedly had dealings with an ex-boyfriend, boyfriend, whatever, who was suspected of dealing drugs. Why would you? Why else would you have a warrant for her address and her name be on it? Not that many Brianna Taylors, I can assure you. Anyways, back to these clients. They decided, now mind you, it's a failure to yield. So they're placing them 20% at fault, 80% on the at-full insurance. Again, it's Geico. I keep calling her number. It keeps going to voicemail. I need to know if you're done treating. The accident was February 2020. It's now August. What the fuck? Oh, called the chiropractor. Yeah, she came once. They didn't treat the minor. Minor was Two years old at the time. Oh, okay. Well, what did the minor treat? Well, I don't know. Don't I look at the intake sheet. Oh, they, the minor may have gone to children's. So I sent children's a request. Turns out they only, they oh, they went to children's all right. They went to the ER, decided to leave because the wait was too long, and then took her to her PCP. That's primary care physicians for those who don't know. And guess what? The baby was fucking fine. That bill, 125 bucks. Chiropractor's initial visit, 357 bucks. That is literally the only treatment this bitch has had. I finally get a hold of her at the number we have on file. I realize it's not even her cell phone. It's some kind of home number or friend's cell phone number. Oh, can you please put the client on the phone? Oh, hey, I'm trying to get your top offer. I need your permission to negotiate. Okay, go ahead. I tell the adjuster, hey, we need more money. They're just like, I can only go as high as 1000 for her, 300 for the baby. Oh, guess what? They have Medicaid. Well, the baby, Medicaid wrote off the bill. Problem solved, she doesn't owe anything. Uh, there's no lien. They can't consider anything. That's why the baby's offer, top of the final is 300 She has one visit to the chiropractor. They tripled it for pain and suffering, 1000 bucks, top and final. I call this bitch back to get her authority to just go ahead and sell the claim she starts yelling at me well i lost my home because of the accident i lost my job because of the accident i had to write a letter i'm like okay yeah if you lose your job because of the accident you can have a letter by your employer stating that but again you need treatment it's a bodily injury claim if you don't treat they're not gonna offer you shit so, considering you have one bill of 357 and your minor has no bill whatsoever, yeah, it's 300 and a thousand. She starts, I lost my home. I don't give two shits. 
The accident did not cause you to lose your home. It is a failure to yield. Coronavirus may have caused you to stop working. You probably got fired for not going to work. I'm just like, this is ridiculous. I can't argue what we don't have. We don't have treatment dates other than one. These are generous offers for the one treatment day. Well, you haven't been calling me. Blah, 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 blah. Um, I have a long list of voicemails I have left you at this number, and you don't answer the phone. This is the first time you've answered the phone all fucking summer. And now you're giving me attitude. She has the audacity to hang up on me. And I'm like, you know what? Fuck it. It is not even worth our fee because even if we take a reduction, one fee is 50 bucks. The other one is 100 bucks. Actually, one's 250 and the other one's about 50, 75 bucks. That is a waste of fucking time. All because, once again, people feel entitled. Oh, African Americans, shocker. Oh, which which interpreters, when I used to work at an interpreting company, did um, always refuse to go to other places because it was too far because they felt entitled and they want to go, you know, travel to make money? Oh, yeah, the Somali. Oh, isn't that in Africa? Oh, yeah, Somalia is in Africa. Hmm, hmm. Interesting. I'm tired of people feeling entitled. I'm just like, you know what? Put these on the back burner. Eventually, she's going to need money. Oh, well, this is the offer is still the same. You only went once. Sorry. I don't know who you're squatting at. Lost my home. Lost my job. Get the fuck out of here. A bodily injury claim, for those who don't know, you have to go to treatment. Why I couldn't go to treatment? Because I lost my home. Are you going to find some place to live? I'm not your fucking realtor. I'm your fucking attorney. This is your attorney's office. It is not my job to find you housing. It is not our job to find you another job. It is our job to compensate you for your treatment. Oh, you don't go to treatment? You're not hurt. If you can go to treatment because you lost your house, then you're not really hurt. I can assure you if you had a broken fucking neck, you'd be at the hospital regardless of losing your house or not. That is the point. Third example, and as always, African-American client. This client for the last two months has been trying to get his job, FedEx, to send me his loss verification form so he can include it in his negotiations because supposedly they wrote him off work. Now, mind you, FedEx claimed they mailed it. Okay, never got here. So he told me this week on Monday it was remailed. I got it today. I opened it up and it literally... They didn't fill out the form. They didn't even do anything that we asked them. They literally wrote a letter that says, regarding employee so-and-so, at the time of the accident, he was not employed at FedEx. He was employed at FedEx from this date to this date before the accident and from January to April of 2020. His last clock in was January 8th of 2020. And then he didn't clock in again to work until April 16th of 2020. So that's a three-month gap 
of him not working. So I'm like, okay, lost wages for three months. Doesn't matter if, you know, maybe they laid people off for the holidays. He's a contractor. I don't fucking know. Whatever have you. I look at the doctor's excuses. The doctor took him off work January 7th of 2020 and said he could return to light duty. Oh, his clock in was January 8th. So the doctor's excuse was for a day that he didn't even fucking work. Then the other doctor's excuse says he can be excused from March 13th to April 16th and he can return on that day with light duty. Um, okay, so what about the rest of the time you weren't clocked in at work? And this guy wants four months of lost lost wages included. Geico is not going to include his shit. And then, to make matters worse, this guy has the audacity to text me every week. Is my form there? Is my form there? Is my form there? And when I call him today to figure out what the fuck is going on, to tell him Geico is not going to consider, oh yeah, because it's Geico again, it's not going to consider you lost wages, you moron, because apparently, apparently you weren't even at work the first day, and the month, okay, great, that's one month of lost wages as opposed to four. Yes, thank you. They will consider an additional two grand. You are a moron, is what I want to tell this guy when he answers the phone. Oh, of course, when I need to get a hold of him, he doesn't answer the fucking phone. Shocker. Yeah. Ridiculousness. These are people that don't fucking have a clue. And this is basically the America we live in. And I know you're saying, oh, well, these are just a few exceptions. No, this happens all the time. And I could go on and on and on with all these stories. But I'm not going to. And I'm not saying white people and Mexicans don't do this. I had a client one time tell me that her thyroid condition was related to the accident. Because she went to the ER and that's where they discovered she had a thyroid condition. Yeah, well, I'm pretty sure no car accident gives you thyroid issues. So I'm sorry, but that is not the case. It's just ridiculous. Nonsense. Nonsense, nonsense, and more nonsense. And now everybody's using these protests. I guarantee you nobody who, everybody who's protesting is either taking unemployment which is getting paid by my taxes, because guess what? When you make more money, you get more taxes. So the majority of your unemployment is coming through my taxes. And two, oh yeah, I'm pretty sure they're taking off work. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, black lives matter. No, motherfuckers, all lives matter. If you're not protesting every injustice, then you need to shut the fuck up and get off my social media. Now, before we continue, because I wanted to actually have some Q&A with some of the listeners out there. Before we continue, let's remind everybody of our sponsors, shall we? As always, American National, give my man Ramo a call, use promo code MEXI, and he will hook you up on your bundling, life, auto, home, and everything. American National, proud sponsor of the MEXI My Manners podcast, as is Super Studios 253. Join now, use promo code MEXI and sign up and save on your first class. We still have a few days left in August and you can participate in the Miles Challenge. Give my my leading lady, Coach Super, a call and they will hook you up 
Super Studio 253, a proud sponsor of the Mexi My Matters podcast. As is Hannah's the Massage. Mexi goes to the one in in Polaris. There's one in Dublin, Black Lake, Polaris. Anywhere in the country. Just use promo code Mexi and save on your first massage or your membership. Extra perks not included. Hannah's the Massage, a proud sponsor of the Mexi My Matters podcast. Now, luckily, I decided to go on Twitter and announce that I was doing a Q&A with some of my listeners. So, with that in mind, I went ahead and had a Q&A session. And I would like to go ahead and read some of the answers, if you don't mind, for some of my fellow listeners. And again, most of my listeners are abroad. And also, a lot of them are Liverpool fans. Just throwing that out there as a precursor to what I'm about to read. But yeah, these are some of the questions. So, public, the people, listeners, I am all ears. Let me go ahead with your Q&A. At Lansbury Tiff asking, Mex, I know you idolize Kobe Bryant. I also wish him a happy birthday and miss him dearly. Hashtag member forever. What is your best Kobe Bryant memory? Well, that's actually a good question. Yes, this past Sunday was Kobe Bryant's birthday. He would have turned 42. To this day, it still seems unreal. I'm not going to lie. I don't, I still can't believe he's gone. And his daughter and all the other nine that died in the helicopter crash. I still, I can't even get on the fact, why would you take a helicopter? I mean, if I was rich and famous, I would never use a helicopter. I don't know. But whatever. Kobe's Kobe. I love the guy. I didn't always agree with things he did. My best Kobe Bryant memory is that comeback against the Portland Trailblazers in the playoffs, conference finals, leading them to the championship. That pass to Shaq and just the reaction, that was the first time I ever got so amped up for a basketball game that I could recall. So that is my favorite Kobe moment. Um, as I've mentioned before in podcast, uh, at Lansbury Tiff, guessing your name's Tiffany, um, go ahead and, uh, go ahead and, uh, go back and listen to the Kobe Bryant special right around his passing. Cause I give my top 10 Kobe moments. Uh, all episodes are on iTunes and SoundCloud. You have been warned now next question at nilsa d0548295 now mind you sidebar it is a pet peeve of mine when your screen names have that many numbers that is not even a date of birth that is literally like some kind of code or some kind of like weird um weird uh phone number i don't fucking know anyway Nilza D. Mexi, why are you voting the way you're voting? I know you say, Nina, shut the fuck up. I swear we cannot even do a Q&A without Nina, Nina Banks, jumping in, barking everywhere. God knows what she barks at. But anyways, back to the quick Q&A. Nilza D. 
Mexi, why are you voting the way that you are voting? Republicans tend to dislike Hispanics, and Trump said he was building a wall. Why, Mexi, why? First and foremost, I like that whole why, Mexi, why. Glorious. I may use it. Two, um, two, I am actually not against most of Trump's immigration policies. I am for, I am, I am against illegal immigration since day one, as I've mentioned, and I support legal immigration. If you want to go through the proper channels to be here, great. But I also think nowadays, I like how everybody likes to say we need to adapt the constitution, adapt certain laws and laws need to adapt through time. But, oh, we don't want to change the the second amendment oh no we need to adapt it because there's a lot of shootings blah 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 which i'm okay i'm all for id checks background checks and iq tests for you getting a gun so yeah i'm for that but at the same time if that is in need of updating so does our immigration policies because i like how everybody everybody on the democrat side likes to say oh we, we've always had immigrants. We were a country of immigrants. Blah, 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 blah. Yeah, well, I was then. This is fucking now. And guess what? Now, the country reserves a right to refuse entry to anybody seeking refugee or asylum or any kind of nonsense. You can go to whatever country you want to seek asylum to, but if that country denies you, you can go somewhere else. I'm all for refugees leaving a place that is not allowing them to be free. I'm all for that. But the country that you're going to has the right to say, you know what, you motherfuckers better move along. Keep keep stepping. How does a caravan get from Venezuela all the way on foot up until the Mexican border with the U.S.? Because everybody just let them through. Yeah, no, sorry. We're not letting you through because you need to go back to where you came from. Oh, you want to go to China and they can seek asylum there? Great, we'll send you to China. See how you like that in comparison. Just saying. So some of Trump's policies, especially with immigration, I'm okay with because I am tired of Mexicans coming across illegally, having a baby, and the baby now, it's not the baby's fault. He's going to be a dreamer. Ooh, I don't know why the stupid term. I don't even, I, Again, against the term. But hey, the baby's no fault of his own. He gets to stay. Great, maybe. He's a born American. But everybody being on welfare because of that, that drives me bananas. So yeah. That's why, and it's not so much voting for Trump as I'm not voting for Biden. Kind of like four years ago, not voting for Hillary versus voting for Trump. And I'm not always voting for Republican. I'm voting for whoever gives me the best option. And every time, the guy that I think gives me the best option ends up not being on the ticket. So that's not my issue. All right, next question. Brown down before the king... Brow down before the king, parentheses 5219. Hey, Max, recently following you. I know you don't like LeBron. I, my, I don't understand the hate towards the king. He's leading us to the playoffs and hopefully a championship. Okay, well, one, brow down before the king. While that is hilarious as a screen name, it is also um, 
not even a question what you're asking. Again, I don't like the way LeBron portrays himself because, again, I don't like phonies. And he's the biggest phony in the NBA. Next question. We got here. Oh, another fellow Alex at Ludestro. Hey, Max. Just listened to your last podcast. Currently, uh, what are your thoughts on the upcoming Premiership season? Liverpool looking great in their first game, but not so much in their second. Ha ha. Smiley face. Okay. Well, uh, Alex, from one to the other, um, I think we're doing okay. I still, again, don't think Coutinho should come back on the team. Are we buying Thiago? We're not buying Thiago. We need to get the shit right. And uh, I think we look strong. I still think we should keep Origi. Van Dyke's injury seems to be all right. Uh, we should be okay. I'm, I'm all saying we're going to, again, as long as the doggy and us, we're watching the game together, we're not losing a premiership game. Just saying that. Putting that out there. What we got? Gear Gear 447272295. Uh, Max, what are your thoughts on Milwaukee boycotting game five of the playoffs in response to the Blake shooting? Hashtag politics. Hashtag all lives matter. Hashtag boycott NBA. <sighs> Again, nonsense. I get that that happened in in Wisconsin, outside of Milwaukee, but the fact that you're in, you're not even playing in Milwaukee. If you were playing at home in Milwaukee, I could get that. But you're playing in the bubble in fucking Orlando. Players for the Bucks are opting not to play. Is that what I'm hearing is happening? We need to do a little bit of research on this because if that's what's happening, that is ridiculous. Now, the Blake shooting, I heard also they arrested somebody, a 17-year-old. Oh, can we find out if he's African-American? Have we released that information? Let's see here. Yep, it seems that some of the players have opted to leave, according to some of the news outlets. And then I guess the NBA said that the games will be postponed. As a result of the of Milwaukee's decision. Great. So Milwaukee decides to boycott. So now they all boycott all the playoff all the playoff games. Well, how nice. Ridiculous. Just just ridiculous. They we will oh we won't leave the locker room to start our game five against Orlando. Even though we're Nothing to do with the with the shooting or the protest. Jesus fucking Christ. Literally just refusing to come out to play. Oh, I'm sorry. Do we not understand that I know we think it's just a game? It's a job. To them, it's a job. If I was the owner of the Milwaukee Bucks and I would reserve the right to fire them at will or trade them for not playing. I get well, what's happening is terrible, but this is a job. Any employer, it's an at-will state here in Ohio. Any employer, you don't show up to work, you get consequences. 
I don't care what the situation is. You can call off. You can have a, a you know a call off here and there because maybe somebody died in the family, whatever. Or you know you just found out you had cancer, whatever it be. But it's still a job and reprimand or reprimand. Rules or rules. I like how I have to go to my work regardless, but other people don't have to go to their jobs. And let me guess. It was all the African players that probably said, African-American players that probably said we're boycotting. Pretty sure Kyle Corver didn't come up with the idea. Again, shocker. All right, let's take a few more questions here and see what's going on. At Ornsborn Lindsay. Hey, Max. Trying to see um, what your thoughts are on Kamala Harris as VP. Well, at, uh, what is it? At uh, Ornsborn Lindsay for the IE at the end. Um, well, uh, as I mentioned before, I'm actually indifferent. I would say indifferent. It's more indifferent. I'm indifferent about it because, I mean, we all knew he was he was picking Kamala to guarantee his victory. Will he win? I don't know. I don't think so. I'm not voting for him. Um, but it is his smartest choice. I mean, that's not saying much. But yeah, no, I mean, I actually would be semi-okay if Biden wins and then he passes and then she becomes president. I mean, she'd be our first female president. Less of a phony as everybody else. But hey, that's just me. At Face Panda for the win, FTW. I don't know why. The people with these nicknames, I, I have no fucking clue. But anyways. Um, let's see here what we got. Megsy, I'm training for my first marathon. Trying to see if you can give a newcomer some tips. What are some do's and don'ts of running your first marathon? Question mark. Well, do train. That's the thing. If it's your first, first one, go ahead and train. Megsy, right now I'm about to do my 100th in about a month time, three weeks out. So, yeah, when you're, when you're my level, you don't really have to train. I mean, if it's just finishing. Again, just depends. If you want to go for a faster time, then, yeah, you got to train for that. What I would say is make sure you also know the course and all the in and outs of what, where you're going to be, where the water stations are, what the course is like. Make sure you're well prepared, hydrate, carb load. You know, all of that needs to happen in order for you to be successful and at least finish the race. I mean, I don't know if you have a goal in mind, phase, phase barrier, whatever your name was. I don't know if you have a goal in mind, but you know, face panda but um yeah definitely do your research just like anything else do your research what we got here at justine will sky hey max just listen to episode uh your last episode here wanted to know if you ever plan on running any more 
War, I guess you want to. I guess you mean World Marathon Majors because it says W hashtag WW Abbott, Abbott Majors, but they're they're the Abbott sponsored World Marathon Majors. Um, I don't know. There's always been talks of them increasing the field, so we'll see. If they do, then yes. If not, I mean, I wouldn't mind running Chicago again or London. Uh, those were fun. Uh, I would definitely do Boston qualifying the right way because I'm not doing any more for charity because that's that's just insane. So maybe as I get older and times get more decent, I will do that. Um, but yeah, go from there. At it's me, Mason NXT. Hey, Max. Uh, my favorite wrestler is Finn Balor. Uh, trying to, I'm, I'm a big, I'm a big fan of WWE. Uh, trying to see if you've had a chance to uh, watch AEW. What are your thoughts on the competition? Question mark. Well, I did get to see some segments of, of AEW, but just like every other promotion beforehand, WCW, uh, ECW, uh, TNA. I mean, and just a bunch of washed up former WWE wrestlers so I mean yeah they have a few people who are decent but I mean Chris Jericho was champion now Dean Ambrose has the belt great I mean ooh John Moxley ooh no I mean I have no desire to watch it now NXT I watch that at the same time so it's on there it's on there I'm not gonna I can't go back and forth between the two so I just go with um, NXT and WWE. I'm a loyal guy. I'm a, that's the thing. I'm very loyal. So when I hear the phoniness and the nonsense that goes on in today's society, I just like no. When I have my own firm, again, I'm gonna make sure it's at it's in an at will state, and I want to make sure that people are aware. I will ask you specific questions that if you don't pass, the interview's done. I'm not hiring you. Oh. I see that you used to be in management in a company and now you want to go back to sales. Why is that? And you give me some bullshit answer. Oh, I, I can sniff bullshit a mile away. No, sorry. Adios, Pepe. And this is also why I don't see myself as a personal injury attorney because I want to pick and choose which cases I want and I want my clients to actually be decent and not phony. So that's why I kind of want to do corporate law. But again, same thing with any client that in the future will have me represent you. If you lie to me once, we're done. But anywho, at Isa Vegas, hey Max, I listened to your podcast. I'm from Las Vegas. When will you be in town? Question mark, question mark. Okay, well, for those who have not been following Mexi Worldwide on Facebook, uh, we will actually be in town uh, the weekend of my birthday. September 19th through the 20... Actually, September... Yeah, September 19th. Well, September 18th through the 21st in Vegas for a little pit stop in Utah before that on the 17th. Uh, Meg C on his birthday is going to go see the Arches in Salt Lake... Well, in Utah. Uh, that's kind of like a bucket list of mine. And then driving down to Vegas for my 100th marathon. So at Eyes of Vegas, uh, here in three weeks or so, I will be in your neighborhood. Come see me at the race. The race is Devil... After Dark Marathon starts at 6 p.m. on Saturday, the 19th. That's Mexi's 100 race. 
All right. One more, one more, one more. At four pockets for six. Max, Kobe could not win without Shaq. Jordan could not win without Pippen. Understandably, LeBron cannot win without AD. Superstars always need other superstars to win a title. There's no I in team. Hashtag Lake Show. Hashtag LeBron. Okay. Well, that is true. Even Larry Bird had McHale. Even Magic had James Worthy and Kareem. I get that. I was watching uh, a podcast where D-Wade was answering some questions about the decision when he joined forces with Bosch and LeBron. Everybody hated that. He was trying to tie it back to racism and it was a bunch of nonsense. But anyway, that is actually a moment in LeBron's career that I actually appreciated. He stopped being phony and listened to D-Wade and said, you know what? Let's all join forces. I need help. Because prior to that, people forget he was on the court throwing tantrums when they couldn't win with Cleveland and the next day being phony and saying, oh, no, no, I'm the king. I don't need help. Just give me whatever. Blah, 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 blah. Phoniness. But once he went there, he showed me that he needed help, that he was not being phony. But then... Soon as he got there, oh, party, party time, phony, phony, phony. We're not going to win one, not one, not two, not three, not four. Yeah, no. You don't see Kobe saying that. You didn't see MJ saying that. And again, you forget that Pippen was a nobody from the University of Arkansas. They got trade, well, actually drafted to MJ. Rodman got traded to MJ. They didn't make that decision. That was perfect management. Same thing with Shaq and Kobe. Kobe got drafted and traded to LA. AD got traded to LA because LeBron persuaded his agent to convince him to come. And now AD and LeBron are going to guide us to hopefully a finals. I don't think they're making it past the Clippers. But based on the Clippers that I'm watching against the Mavs, I mean, if the Mavs beat the Clips, LeBron is the luckiest motherfucker. And as I've said before, sometimes it's better to be lucky than good. Well, that's all the questions we have on this episode 292. Uh, As always, check us out on SoundCloud and iTunes. All the episodes are there. Hit us up on social media. Uh, Don't forget to rate, review, subscribe to the podcast. Social media, Facebook, Twitter, Snapchat, YouTube, you know the deal. Hit us up. Ask more questions. I may hold another Q&A before going to Vegas. Uh, maybe not next week or the week after, but, you know, the episode before. There will be an episode before and after. Anywho, that is the podcast. I hope you enjoyed the show. As always, remember, where there's a Mexican, there's a way. Until next time, see ya, bitches.